0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode five of What A Save. This is your host, Tyler Niles, and my trusty co-host, Brandon Lewis. What's going on, baby?
1: Back at it again, episode five, baby. And we are at the, f- the closing of the NHL playoffs um, because we have a champion. And that champion is who, Tyler Niles?
0: ding 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 the vegas golden knights baby they won the jackpot sevens across the board they took it home
1: and well deserves i i I was rooting for the the panthers to be completely honest with you i like i wasn't i I shouldn't even say that i i wasn't really a fan of either team winning but i was kind of hoping panthers eliminated the bruins they would be the team that could that could take it all after after going through the run that they did, um, but the injuries caught up to them, and I think that was their biggest downfall, along with Bobrovsky not being able to stand on top of his head like Aiden Hill was, and I think that was the biggest part right then and there. Um, but, yeah, uh, what a win. And for Bruce Cassidy especially, I'm, I'm happy for him. I think uh, if there's one guy that... I am happy for winning it. It's him.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Bruce Cassidy. Um, you know, after after getting all the mixed reviews in Boston, you know, he goes first season with, Flo- uh, I almost said Florida, first season with Vegas, gets it done. Very happy for him. Uh, didn't really show his emotions too much after the game, but... Once once the celebration and stuff started going, he's starting to lighten up a little bit. It's probably the most I've ever seen him smile. Um, and, you know, you talk injuries as well. You had Matt Kachuk. That's such a big loss for the Panthers, you know, fractured or broken sternum, whatever it was. And he's still trying to play through it. Um, you know, they're down their best guy. Uh, their defense clearly got um, outclassed, I guess you could say, like... Vegas was just finding ways to get it by him and uh couldn't help out Bob. Bob played Stellar pretty much the whole playoffs up until this point and Vegas, you know, broke him down. They knew what to do.
1: Well, I, I think I think the biggest issue with I don't I don't even think it was their defense, but the way that Paul Maurice had their defense play, they like to activate them a lot. So they're kind of getting caught a lot up ice and it was leading to a lot of breakouts or breakaways and, and giving up a lot of really good chances that Bobrovsky obviously can save one or two, but when you have, you know, four, five, six in a game and you're just lighting up Bobrovsky, like, he's going to let some in, and then, you know, it, it's just going to make his confidence plummet a bit. Um, but, yeah, broken starting for Matt Kuchuk, game three. Um, and what's crazy is he actually returned the game um game three after the, the hit that uh Keegan colsar had made on him that actually did the damage and he actually tied that that game late in the third and was the reason why they even got one in this series. Which is it, which is kind of like mind boggling at that point. And um what's even more crazy is that uh going into the, the games after that, he was literally being helped by his brother and his teammates to not, like, get out of bed, get dressed, get on his equipment. Like, should these players be playing through these brutal injuries? And, like, that's a topic of its own because, like, it it's going to have its, like, long-term effects, right? Like, the the stuff that you're putting your body through... To, to play these games at such a high like you know what i'm trying to say like, yeah a, a like, high level with a high level like you you're putting your body through so much strain and i i don't know if this is good for for the players i like i love to see it because i think hockey players are, are built differently and i and it really does show because you go and look at the, the sport of basketball and 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 things like that in football and like if they twist an ankle or whatever they're done they're done for the whole season you know what i mean like they they won't even think about playing them but these guys have no quit in them and like hats off to Kachuk for wanting to finish out the season um but you could tell he just wasn't the player that he was after that injury had occurred and I, and i feel bad for him because who knows where the series would have went if he was a healthy um a healthy player at that point but that that's how it always goes, right? Like every every run always has those those key players that you find injuries about after their runs. I mean, even look at Mark Stone. Mark Stone is questionable for even playing for the rest of his career. Like the, the, like that's in question and we don't know what what's going to happen after this. Is he just going to win this cup and call it there? I mean, it'd be a good way to top off his career. Um what what are your thoughts on that?
0: Okay, well for one, Kachuk, uh, I'm going to go back on Kachuk. He had, you know, pretty much a uh, MVP playoffs, you know, like if if they won the cup, it's going to be kind of hard. Smythe, 100%. Yeah, it's 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 going to be pretty hard not to mention him for a con Smythe uh, winner, you know, maybe even Bob, but I, I think Kachuk takes that. And when he's, you know, obviously with him being injured, playing through the injury he had, uh, that's a huge loss for them, like you said. I think, you know, when it comes to playing through injuries, I I get where the players are coming from because they want to play through this. You know, their their ultimate goal as as a kid is to win a Stanley Cup. You know, that's their dream. And then they, they actually make it to the NHL, which a lot of people, you know, a lot of players never think they can. And then they get to that point and they're like, oh my God, you know, we're so close. I just want to do this. And they they do things like what Matt Kachuk would do or what Patrice Bergeron would do and they play through these heinous injuries just to win a Stanley Cup. And you know, some guys have expressed their opinion on it where if they win or if they don't win it, they uh later in life kind of regret it. Like there are a few players have already come out. Horton, I remember Horton being one of them after that insane hit you know in in game whatever it was five or six in the Stanley Cup final you know he's he's just not the same person anymore because of of that playoff run and you know some guys end up regretting later in life playing through some of these injuries and all the painkillers they have to be on uh, I, but really there is I think no um it's the word I'm looking for here like no solution, I guess, other than maybe, maybe making it that you can't play if you have a crazy injury. But again, like, that's just hard to do. Maybe making shorter seasons, you know, maybe making it seventy-two games instead of eighty-two. But then, in, in, when if you do that, records will be harder to be broken. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's a tough. It's a it's- tough.
1: It, it's tough it's tough and I, I think I think kind of like what you're going off of is, is like the, the 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 records would be harder to be broken but they're also trying to make methods of making the games higher scoring so maybe you have that trade-off of these higher scoring games making the nets bigger making the goalies equipment a little bit smaller slimmer to 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 challenge the goalies from making those uh, saves a little bit more where, you know, the players can um, put more on the back of the net and then it's better for viewership and makes everything more for entertainment and, you know, all that type of stuff. And um,
0: and really, I've, it comes down to money as well, right? When it comes to shorter right. seasons, like that that's ticket sales that they're not going to get. I don't see it happening, but...
1: And just going off of like kind of what you were saying about like these players like regretting it i mean i think if i if i wasn't mistaken ryan kessler was like one of the main guys that like went through so many injuries and he regrets you know going back out on the ice when he had you know whatever he had or whatever he was dealing with i, I don't want to uh pinpoint what what it was cuz i don't really recall but i remember watching a video on him and and him stating like he's he's, his body is just not the same at the age that he's at it shouldn't be he shouldn't be feeling the things that he's feeling or have to be on those painkillers or those medications that help him feel like a normal person but he doesn't feel like a normal person because he can't do the normal activities can't even play hockey i I don't think if i remember correctly like it's it's tough for him now um and that's what happens and truthfully it It sucks more and it and it hurts a little bit more um when the players do all that and they don't win the cup and that's kind of like what you're saying is like you know maybe if you win it all and that's that's the the satisfaction that you needed was just winning it and and putting your body through that you know you overcame that then sure but when you lose and you did all that for your team and maybe worsened the the injury more than it already was like it has an impact it has an impact
0: it's kind of like you mentioned with uh stone right you know they they want it all and you know who knows what his career is really going to be like again because of all all of uh you know the reports coming out saying that his back you know the injury he has he might never really have a normal uh, career again like he's he's gonna be in and out of the lineup and you know I'm just I'm happy for him that he got to win it Um and hopefully that's not the case like I hope he can play a normal career and play until he you know wants to retire not when he has to retire Um and as for Kachuk like I think you know he's gonna heal up and they're gonna be right back at it they have a really good team Um you know they're they clearly seem to follow Matt Kachuk and his ideals and they're going to be back at it. This isn't the end for them. I mean, President's Trophy winner last year, Seneca final this year. Good things to come there, I believe.
1: Well, they broke that uh that tale that people were kind of stating where you won the President's Trophy, you you got eliminated in like the first or second round that year. And then you came back the next year and you won the cup. Cause I think it was, I think it was like three teams that did that. Uh, the last President Trophy winners, and that that they were saying that the Bruins are going to do that. Bruins just went out for a second round. We're going to come <laughs> back and win it, win it all next year.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> I one. don't know about that. We'll we'll see how that that shapes out yeah. to be. Considering our cap situation and all this shit that the Sweeney needs to figure <laughs> out, he's going to have to pull off some magic. But I um, would hate
0: to have his job this summer, dude. Oh my god.
1: It's going to be rough. And, I mean, just kind of going back on that, I mean, Vegas Golden Knights coming into this this uh, offseason, there's some guys on the table that they have to decide whether or not they're letting go or they're re-signing. Um, especially some guys that were true, um, that melded this team in this playoffs. Ivan Barbashev. We have Aiden Hill. Laurent Laurent Boursois. Um I would say Phil Kessel, but he didn't really participate in these playoffs. He did participate in the in the season and he has his name on the cup, so And the Cup celebration.
0: Know. I'm sure there was hot dogs in that cup celebration.
1: hundred percent. And if there were, you know his personal celebration is gonna have some hot dogs in it. Uh Brett Howden, um who's an RFA, so I mean like we, Jonathan Quick. I don't see resigning there because they have a handful of goalies. But with Aiden Hill, is Aiden Hill going to take a, a discount because of the belief that the Vegas Golden Knights had in him, and obviously him winning a cup? Like he could definitely get his mo- his money elsewhere if if that's his desire. Which, truthfully, I think he deserves because fucking what a run! I think you could you you could get rid of him. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you could get fine. rid of him. Or or sign him and then trade him because he's worth something right now, and then you know, re-sign Brossois and make him your number one because he was lights out as well. So they, they have they have choices. It's just they, they need to make some.
0: They have plenty of choices, and I think realistically what they might have to do is if they can't get rid of that Robin Leonard contract, they might go the buyout uh side you know try try freeing up some money there because i think honestly what i think they should do is keep aiden hill see if they can get him on a cheap deal and somehow some way sign ivan Barbashev. although i don't really know if that's gonna be possible because in in the free market like free agency he's gonna get offered a bag that he's gonna
1: want money now too, yeah yeah yeah
0: and i don't think vegas is really gonna be able to give him that Um, so I don't know. And Brett Howden, he really surprised me these playoffs. I think, I think he can really take the next step in that top nine. Um, so I don't know. Those would be the three guys that I think they, they should really make a run for. Uh, they obviously have most of their decor, pretty much all their decor locked in
1: locked in. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I, they, they should realistically. Make a run to keep these guys uh, if they can. It's gonna be hard, but if they can,
1: yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. And um, I mean, buyouts are always in question. They don't happen very often, but they they do happen. And one that did happen is none other than Oliver ekman Larson. For the last four years of his contract, was bought out by the Vancouver Canucks, and he is a 31-year-old defenseman going into free agency um after signing a 8-year uh, 66 million with the coyotes he was traded to the canucks in july of 2021 and then he just hasn't really broke out since his rookie season to be honest his, his rookie season it's it's just a few this ha, this was his fewest points in a season since his rookie season in 2010-2011 which is kind of bananas i mean he was he was always a a, a talk like like especially on the arizona coyotes everyone kind of knew who he was and he was that that offensive defenseman that you needed and you never really just f- could find it with vancouver and i and i think a, a part of that has to do with quinn hughes being the quarterback and the the the, the star of their team of of their defense i should say because obviously you have petterson and uh yeah, it's it's interesting to see where he's gonna end up. Um, people were people were speculating that, oh, because uh, apparently uh, ekman Larson wanted to go to Boston. I think it was Boston and, and some other team, um, and that was a that was one of his destinations that he wanted to go. So, do I think the Bruins can sign him? No, and not no, even so. not even if he was on like a one of those contracts where it's like a
0: two-year, you know, two mil,
1: like a, 1.5. Or even like a, a one-year, like, you know, prove it kind of deal.
0: Yeah. Because I, I don't even one think we can afford one. that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, in my opinion, he's a third-pair guy um, on most NHL teams, especially if they already have one, maybe two puck-moving guys ahead of him. Because realistically, like, every NHL team has that one puck moving guy, if not a two. So I really don't know where he's going to go. Uh, Vancouver, on the other hand, that buyout is going to hurt them for a long time, man. Eight years. Eight years and um, roughly two million each year. Some years it's, it gets bumped up to four, so... They really have to be uh, careful with the money they spend and when they spend it and who they spend it on realistically. I don't know, man. It's They're in a tough situation too. Uh, I'd love to dive into it a little more um, when we really have the time to dive into that, that team because, I mean, their defense, really they have four guys locked in and one of them is a D-man, like a prospect D-man. They have six million in cap space and they have to sign at least two more D-men and their their forward group is going to basically look the same. I don't know, man. They they kind of, for next season, I just see them as, you know, middle, middle of the pack, probably not even a wild card. I don't know. We'll see. See what moves they make.
1: And, and that's when it gets a little like sketchy when, when you sign these long-term deals with, with guys that you don't know if they're going to decline with age or if they're going to, you know, you know, some, some are late bloomers, you know, some, you know, Patrice Bergeron, for example, this man hasn't slowed down, but uh <laughs> like, you know, like the, some, some players decline early, you know, in their early thirties and they never, you know, can go back to the ways that they were when they were younger. And
0: yeah, I mean, look at Orloff. You, you,
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, he's he, good no, he was a different, right now, he, was a but, di- he was different, he was different. Like, yeah. he came to the Bruins and played a whole different game than what he was playing on the Capitals. For um, sure.
0: I just mean, with age and term, like, I would be nervous. Like you're saying, you know, giving o- OEL that term and that money, um, I'd be nervous doing the same thing with a defenseman around his age. You know
1: and, and that's and that's a scary thing right because like you 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 buy into these these guys and their character and you really invest in them and then if they don't pay off for you and you have to buy them out now you're putting yourself in a hole like you're saying now they're in a cap situation where you know now they have to pay this guy who's not even on their team anymore um so it, it becomes a little bit complicated and it, it's crazy to think that Orlov is now the number one free agent coming into this free agency just based off of the, the little show that he had with the Bruins. Rightfully deserved, but he is an older guy. And just as I'm stating now, like you, you should be worried about the Klein when you want to sign a long-term contract with a guy like this. Definitely. Because once you hit your 34, 35, you know then it comes in question. This guy's probably like a third string, uh, third string, a third pair defenseman. And you're paying him probably like
0: 6, six million. million Cause that's yeah.
1: probably what he's going to be asking for. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting how this goes. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to free agency. I think it's going to be interesting for a lot of teams. There's going to be a lot of teams that have to make moves. Um, just to be cap compliant and to be a contender. And I also wonder with Oliver Ekman Larson, if because of the Canucks not really finding what they were, if they were a team that was rebuilding or a team that was competing, like maybe in the two years that he was with the Canucks, it really just, he couldn't figure it out there. So I don't know. There's a lot of things in question with him. And if he's still able to, be that guy for a team um at 31 years old
0: yeah because realistically man 31's not old you know i just feel like maybe maybe injuries have uh hurt him um you know progressively or maybe it's just a system i think maybe if he goes into a a different system that suits his play better then you know maybe he can take it up a notch but I don't know. Like you said, I am excited for the free agency. Although there's not a bunch of names on there that, you know, like there's really not too many like exciting players this year.
1: I think Um, the trades are what's going to make it spicy or interesting if if that, if, if it does happen that way, but, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but just the thought that, that kind of went through my head is, you know, when you have these, rosters right too you sign these guys long term and then you're going through so many management changes whether it be like coaches or or you know the higher-ups you're you're the way your style and and the change of play and um it, it affects you I feel like it you know at the end of the day it's all a mental game so maybe that that really does hurt the player too
0: yeah um I could see that and another another thing this it's on topic but a little off topic is mentioning the buyout Vancouver's general manager like you know who knows how long he's going to have this job that buyout probably won't even like affect him in a few years like he probably won't even have that job and you know that's that's for the next guy to deal with so you're you're setting up your team for a tough uh, it, you're gonna you're putting your team in a tough position later down the line for someone else to deal with it and that's why I think buyouts are a little you know like it can be a little shaky, especially when you do a buyout such like such as that where it's gonna be for eight years and it's gonna be rotating two to four million each year. I don't know man that's a tough situation for any team to be in, especially with how tight the salary cap is um and that it's not going up much this coming season
1: yeah we need that increase already what are you doing
0: come on baby i want to see all these big big fucking deals man like i I don't know give these guys with all
1: those with all those fucking ads on the on the boards man like you should be raking in the money i don't understand
0: yeah all these you know broadcast deals where we still can't even watch them because they're all blacked out it's like come on where's this money going man
1: like, if I'm having players disappear on the boards and pucks fucking getting eaten by the boards because of these ads that are digitally on your goddamn boards, they, they better be producing. All right? You're ruining my, my TV experience. Show us the money. Show us the money.
0: And, yeah, maybe we should just talk about Alex DeBrinkit. You know, he's, he doesn't want to sign an extension in Ottawa. Um, that's going to be, this is zesty, man. This is Zesty, because his qualifying offer would be $9 million. The Sens do have, uh, they have elected to take him to arbitration in hopes of of saving some money there off of that $9 million figure. But I don't know. I think think they're going to have him moved. And I was just thinking what place would be best for him to go. What team do you think he's going to end up on?
1: I mean, there's a couple questionable spots, right? Um, one, one that comes to mind would honestly be the New York Rangers because uh, with Patrick Kane and Tarasenko probably set to walk as UFAs, and uh, a guy like Capo Caco, who's never really showed up as the winger that he's meant to be, uh, they kind of have a crater that they need to deal with so the brinkett could fill that slot that's a possibility um but we could also honestly we we could talk the pittsburgh penguins they definitely have the cap space for him um and that would only flesh out their their top six even more than it already is um for for a good run uh at the cup here um and maybe my last thought would Probably be, possibly even the Detroit Red Wings. Maybe the Eiserman, the Yeiserman plan has has already been in play. Maybe he's already had talks with them. We, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, I could see Detroit being the the spot. Um, I'm I'm almost positive. Now, I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm almost positive he's actually from the Detroit area. So that that just makes perfect sense. Like if he, you know, they have the money. If he wants to go there. I would think that Pittsburgh and Kyle Dubas is taking a run at him. They have the money. And, you know, they want to set up for the future while also setting up for one more run with with Sid. So, you know, why not? That just makes perfect sense to me. And they don't really have all that much to for like signings here. Like you have Heinen and Zucker, but I mean I think you can get those guys on uh, team-friendly deals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they can make a run for it. But for sure, I think Detroit and Pittsburgh are your your two guys, uh, your two teams, maybe even Carolina. They have the space. You know,
1: Carolina could be a, a, a spot for it too. I mean, Carolina yeah. could possibly also be exploring the Pierre-Luc Dubois um, talks too. That's um, true because uh, they could use a number two center, like him, I think, to uh, back up Ajo. Wait, Aho is a center, right?
0: I believe so.
1: I'm pretty sure, right?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a center,
1: yeah. Um, and with Detroit also losing Bertuzzi and Verona this past season, that could also fill um, a hole that's kind of made there with the Brinkett. Uh, I mean, but who knows? Maybe, maybe Yazeman fleeced the Bruins. Maybe he got a, a, you know, the draft picks out of us, uh, gave us Bertuzzi, and now Bertuzzi's going to re-sign back in Detroit to be reunited with uh, Larkin. So, you know, who knows? Yazeman always has a plan. They don't call it the Yazer plan for nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's
0: true. I mean, he built the monster that Tampa is, so.
1: We will see. We will see how that goes. And, to just kind of end off here and uh kind of explain things of how we're going to do things from here on out uh we're probably going to take a little bit of a a break well not a break but we're going to go a little bit longer in terms of releasing our episodes because uh you know the season's now over so we started our podcast kind of late into the season so we're gonna go probably like every two weeks now for a little bit until like free agency starts to pick up and some trades you know happen uh and in those episodes we're gonna break down some teams that are in interesting cap situations ones that need to you know make a couple moves to be cap compliant um to meet their roster um the roster amount that they need to be that they need to have by the end of the season. I mean, by the start of the season, um, rostered players. That's what I meant to say, um, and some other things. So, I mean, we're we're gonna break down the ones that are probably the most relevant. Uh, the next one probably being the Bruins to start because that is our home team, and they are probably in the biggest pickle of it all. Uh, they're in a dilemma that needs to be fixed by Sweeney um, after going all in like he did this season. Yeah, it's going to um, be, a,
0: that's going to be a tough offseason there.
1: So it, it's definitely going to be a doozy, but that, that will be the next episode. And I think it's going to be really fun. So I assure you guys all to tune in, Absolutely. Um, but we probably will also be breaking down the penguins with the Dubas trade and uh, the Dubas trade, the Dubas, uh, acquiring and and what he's going to do with that roster and we'll probably break down detroit and columbus you know some of these some of these teams that are really on the up and coming or at least i think so um and then obviously when the draft actually happens we will also be involved in that as well but i think uh I think, honestly, that's that's probably going to do it for this episode. Kind of short and sweet. Um, we thank you for tuning in. If you want to add anything, Tyler?
0: Um, yeah, sure. Um, I did want to just throw the tidbit in there that Debrinket was from Michigan, so that wouldn't be the, the worst landing spot for him. Um, but on topic of um, our future episodes, yeah, like Brandon said, We're just going to be breaking down what each team will do. I'm going to start with the Bruins and maybe, you know, if we don't get too long winded, maybe we'll do two teams in an episode. We'll see what happens there. But um, no, I think you pretty much
1: summed it up nicely,
0: summed it up pretty well. Yeah, Um, I think I'm good.
1: All right. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in to episode five. We will be back with episode six in about two weeks from now um check out our instagram at what a save podcast check us out on spotify and apple podcasts and any other streaming platform where you can stream your favorite podcast we will be on there so make sure to search us up follow us on everything and we thank you for tuning in
0: love you guys thanks for listening later later